And I want to do a content warning here. Tracy, we talked a lot about depression, uh, mental health crisis, suicidality, these things. And one of the things that we really went in and like vibed on was, you know, so many times as leaders, when people are struggling with something, our inclination is to help them to not do something. So like in the instance of suicide, like, hey, I'm going to help you like not complete suicide versus like, no, I actually want to help you live for something. Are you ready to bring your full self to the table? Whether you're a seasoned professional, an aspiring entrepreneur, or simply curious about what it takes to show up and succeed as an authentic leader, this podcast is your guide to success in under 10 minutes. Join me as we explore the ins and outs of authentic leadership from some of the most incredible, unconventional leaders. We'll be diving into strategies, insights, and transformative stories that will quickly shift your approach to leadership in some unexpected and effective ways. This is That's So Unprofessional, the ins and outs of leadership, and I am your host, Dr. Lee C. Cordell. Hey, y'all. Welcome to this week's episode of That's So Unprofessional. I'm Dr. Lee. I am joined by the phenomenal Tracy Hall, and she is an incredible reinvention and trauma coach. And oh my goodness, y'all, we just had a two-hour conversation over on our YouTube show, also called That's So Unprofessional. And so today we're going to just in 10 minutes be taking you through three of our favorite conversational moments from the show. So the very first one that I pulled out And I want to do a content warning here. Tracy, we talked a lot about depression, uh, mental health crisis, suicidality, these things. And one of the things that we really went in and like vibed on was, you know, so many times as leaders, when people are struggling with something, our inclination is to help them to not do something. So like in the instance of suicide, like, hey, I'm going to help you like not complete suicide versus like, no, I actually want to help you live for something. What do you want people to know about that particular part of the conversation? So I think it's important to note, like, and I deal with this too, is I'm very much a fixer. I want to help people fix their problems, fix the situation, things like that. And oftentimes people just want to be heard. They want to Mm -hmm. be validated and seen. So if someone's struggling or if you even yourself are struggling and you're like, I, I really don't have anything, like there is nothing for me. If you can just find one thing where it could be like your dog, your cat, your mom, that TV show you really love and you want to see the end of, it doesn't matter how ridiculous, how small, just cling to that. Hmm. And from there, then you can regrow and then you can figure out, okay, what do I want to do with my life? you know, what is important to me and sort of all these things. And if you're that friend to someone who's struggling, find out what's important to them. Don't say like, you know, well, don't kill yourself. That's a bad idea sort of thing. Just be with them as they feel the feelings and give them that safe space to where, you know, they're not going to be judged and maybe even help them find their one thing. Yeah. Mm. I love that. Something somebody told me and I'm, I'm curious the difference between like focusing on not hurting or harming yourself versus like staying alive for something like you were just talking about Mm -hmm. is like you telling your friend, like, I would be really sad. I would feel really sad if you weren't here. I would miss you. Yes. Right. Yeah. That's not stay for me. That's not any of that, but it's like, 
you're not saying I really care about you. You're like opening yourself up vulnerably and saying there would be a a sadness. Yeah. If you weren't There'd here. be a void. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Oh, thank you for sharing that. Okay. So point number two that we really pulled out was we were having this conversation and you were sharing very vulnerably this experience that you just went through around a coworker finding out that their father had completed suicide and talking about how you process that after your own experience, you know, in the last few years of being close to completing suicide and being hospitalized. And I shared with you my experience and we ended up talking about how so often when you've lived like dissociated from yourself for so long that actually feeling your feelings through a traumatic process instead of checking out or like flinging them somewhere else is so weird. And I would love to hear you speak a little bit more to that. Yeah, because I I kind of had the realization that I feel like I'm in limbo, a, a bit of a limbo since then, where I had this very, very big reaction and just a lot of crying, a lot of just down in the feelings, just full body exhaustion, brain and body. And I cared for myself through it. I wasn't like, you know, what I'm going to pick myself up on my bootstraps. I'm going to get to work tomorrow, you know, all that. No, I need to rest. I need to do what's what's good for me. And to just let it let it come and let it go. And now I'm kind of in that space of I don't really feel excited. I don't really feel depressed. I'm just kind of like just existing. Mm-hmm. And my own trauma feels so far away and it just it almost doesn't seem real. And then you brought on, you know, this this new perspective of an embodied experience where, you know, you've done trauma work, you've done the things, and maybe you're experiencing that to where your trauma shouldn't feel so raw for so long. You've been able to move through it. And as it comes up, you feel those things. And then it's like, okay, I can release that sort of thing. Yes. I want to bring out like the quote unquote unprofessional parts of you know, both that first point of like, we feel like it's not right of us to be like, oh, I would really be sad if you weren't here. And then the other part, as somebody who has that experience of like, oh, this thing just happened. That reminds me of something from my past that I have done a lot of healing work around. I'm going to go do the very quote unquote unprofessional thing and go cry in the bathroom and feel my feelings because we're not supposed to do that at work. Like we're supposed to just shove it down and, and be okay. And you were like, no, like, that is not how I am okay long-term. It's like, am I going to sit here and cry at my desk and just pretend to work? Or can I actually go and feel it, recognize what I need and recognize it's not probably good for the company that I stick around for the rest of the day and get paid for doing nothing. Like I'm just, I'm going to clock out and go home. (laughs) And I hope we have some leaders hear that and go like, oh, wow. Yeah. That actually makes a lot of sense, (laughs) uh, both for themselves and for their people. Like trying to have people continue to work in very dysregulated states, like that helps no one. You know, if everyone has to stay at work, instead of doing the thing where we don't talk about the thing, like maybe let's have a meeting. Yeah. And let's address it. We used to do this around codes. We'd have a patient code and then Mm -hmm. you just like, okay, everybody go take your break, go to lunch, go take care of your other patients. And I'm like, no, no, like let's actually, if not right now, because we got stuff to do, like before the end of shift, everyone who was involved in that, like we need to take 10 minutes. We need to do that. So that is how we process the trauma in the moment so that it doesn't build up. It's funny you bring that up because last year, last January, I'm only like barely a month into my discharge since the hospital. 
and our company had a lot of layoffs and it happened out of the blue, out of nowhere. I took the afternoon off. So I don't know what's happening in the office. People are just texting me. And so, and so I'm texting my boss. I'm like, am I okay? Like, am I still here? And he's like, you don't have anything to worry about to worry about. And I'm like, is there going to be a meeting? Can we talk about this? Like with the team? And he wasn't planning on it, but I'm like, I think the team needs to like come together and you need to address this. And he did because I'm like, there is no way that everybody's okay. If like, I'm not even there, but I mm. know how traumatic that has to be to see people just packing up with boxes and there is no explanation. So to his credit, he did hold a meeting to kind of like, yeah, so this is happening. It's wild. <laughs> right. What you describe on the show is such a relevant conversation, I think, for a lot of people, both saying like, hey, actually, sometimes you're doing better than you think you are. And like, you you don't want to self-invalidate. And then other places like, hey, actually, like, I'm not taking enough time. I'm trying to like force myself or force my team through something that like, really, if we just paused, I know it's an uncomfortable conversation to have. And also, we talk about this in the in the show, like, I'm going to prioritize feeling uncomfortable now mm-hmm. to benefit myself in the later. And yeah. like, for my future self to to be like, thank you for doing that. <laughs> And that takes us to the third point that, you know, at the end, we talked about a lot of like practical tips for people who are like, okay, what are the steps to starting to get to know myself to moving in the quote unquote after, like if the before was before I was hospitalized, before I attempted um, or thought about completing suicide versus after. And then now I'm trying to like recover, heal, move forward, you know, and you said something so profound. You said you have to get to know yourself and remember that you're your own friend, like be a friend to yourself. And we talked about some of the ways that you can do that, looking at your thoughts. And I'm curious, like, what's your favorite quick way of being friendly to yourself around your thoughts? It's really just taking the time to pause and be like, do I really believe this about myself? How is this really serving me? to talk down about myself like this. Mm. Where where did this come from? I wonder why this has popped up. When was another time that this happened? And just really kind of sitting with it, not judging yourself for just automatically just being so negative on you, but really just being curious and finding out where this is coming from. Because Mm. it's usually like, there's something missing. Mm. There's something that you're really needing, or there's some part of you that's like, I'm not being heard. So I'm going to throw a temper tantrum and make you hear me. So... (laughs) It's a really, yeah, because, and people often say like, you wouldn't talk to a friend this way. Yeah. Why, why would you talk to yourself? Yeah. And you are with yourself 24 seven. So you better mind the words because your brain is always listening. Oh, Ooh. okay. That was a great note to, to end on. Okay. So y'all, we talk about so much more on the show. So we're going to timestamp in the comments, the specific points in the YouTube show that we talk about these three things. This is a phenomenal episode. If you've got the time, please head over, take a watch, take a listen. And if you're interested in learning more about the work that Tracy does with people who have had mental health hospitalizations, have an intimate understanding of suicidality, and also who are really looking to shift how they see themselves and who they are and like be more of a friend to themselves and get mentorship and coaching around that. Please check out the show notes. Uh, Tracy's information is there. And thanks for joining us for this 10 minutes. We will see you next time. 
Thank you for joining us on this episode of That's So Unprofessional. I hope you found our quick tips for showing up as an authentic leader to be both insightful and inspiring. If you enjoyed today's episode and want to learn more from our guests, be sure to check out the show notes and deep dive into our full YouTube episode. And invitation to subscribe to our podcast to catch future episodes filled with valuable strategies and stories. You can also connect with me, Dr. Lisey Cordell, on social media for updates and exclusive content. Until next time, remember, you get to decide how you show up to the leadership table.